All right, yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, KG. It's your boy, LB. What's going on, everybody? Man, we back at it again, episode 12 of Thin Line Between Love and Sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been, uh, it's been a good good two weeks since we last spoke, man. How everything been going for you? It's been going good, man. Just trying to, you know, still enjoy the summer, you know, get my stuff, stuff right as far as getting, you know, the fit, the fit life and everything <laughs> going on. You know how everybody doing right Me now. Me too, so man. So trying to just know. catch on with that. Yeah, I need to. Lock in. I probably should have did it before the summer, but I will. Yeah, you're right. Um, man, as far as I'm concerned, everything's been everything. You know, yeah. Chasing around my my son, you know, with with summer basketball stuff like that. Uh, my niece as well. She plays. Uh, so shout out to all the youth that are involved in sports over the summer. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, that's 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 actually a positive. Get yeah. you off the couch. Off the couch. Off the streets and. Doing something proactive, getting yourself ready for the future, man. Yeah. If anything, just learn from it. But yeah, like I said, we're talking about the summer, man. You know, this has been a pretty good summer as far as sports goes. You know, a lot of times summer, you get kind of dead around this time. You know, mm-hmm. we only have like baseball and pretty much just to focus on the WNBA, of course. I said, but now we got a lot more uh, kind of going on, especially with the World Cup. World Cup. The World Cup going on right now. That's big. And uh, first, we don't want it to sound like, you know, we don't like baseball or the WNBA, yeah. you know, so shout out to both of those sports. Yeah. We we go support in person. Uh, but, yeah, the World Cup, though, it's been big. Uh, shout out to the Super Eagles in Nigeria, mm-hmm. even though they didn't advance. You know, I have a lot of friends that are Nigerian. They were really, really rooting for their home country. Yeah. Uh, Argentina, they, they, they got them. Yeah. You know, Argentina has arguably the best player in the world. On the team, so you really can't be mad at that. But Nigeria did have a chance to get that W. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything that yeah, I, I kind of I, I'm gonna give a shout out to Mexico, man. Mexico advanced. They end up uh, in the first round, or first game they played. They end up had a huge upset against Germany, Germany. which is defending champions. And uh, they were able to advance into the next round mm-hmm. out of out of their group in a sense, just because uh, because the point differential and because Germany didn't win their last game against Korea, mm-hmm. you know. Mexico actually didn't have to play the last game. Well, they didn't have to finish it, actually. Uh, I think that's a big boost for them, though, man. Everything's been going on with them in the world as far as, you know, uh, their families getting separated yeah. from their children and stuff like that. True. I think this is just a True. big thing for them. Like, you know, I always I always believe, like like we said, thin line between love and sports, that sports can be a big filler for people who are in, you know, in some down times. Right. It, and it, I think this is Mexico doing what they're doing right now in the World Cup is definitely a a big plus for them. Right, right. You know, um, sports, it, it provides a lot of hope, a lot of optimism mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people that are, you, you, like you say, thin line between love and sports. Like, it's it's a, it's a like, emotional attachment, yeah, yeah. you know, to Most certain different. sports organizations for certain people. Yeah. And we see how these countries get behind their soccer teams in the World Cup. Yeah. And maybe with, you know, us – uh, getting a World Cup bid in the future, yeah. and our team not even qualifying for yeah, the World qualifying. Cup, it may wake the nation up. Hope Solo, she's still, you know, on her personal crusade, saying that we don't deserve yeah. a bid because we don't support soccer. So maybe seeing these other teams and how passionate they are, mm-hmm. seeing this video clip of some uh, some some newscasters from Panama. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this was the first time Panama qualified for the World Cup or the first time they qualified in a long time, but uh, the newscasters, it was like a off-air yeah. recording, and they were playing the national anthem, and 
they were so filled with emotion. Yeah. They were so happy, you know, that it's like, man, like, how can you not love this? Right. You that's, know what I'm saying? So man, that's, that's just how it is for like that fan base, period. I mean, if you just watch, uh, if you just watch any World Cup game, soccer game, if you watch, just watch the crowd. Yeah, and how they interact. I mean, you know what I mean. It's, like, it's totally different than what it is in American sports, man. And like I just, said, that's that's a bucket list for me, man. I'm yeah, trying to go over there and, and go to a soccer game, man, just to feel the energy. But like you said, though, man, it's, it, this is a good time for you know America to get behind our our soccer players and support mm-hmm. them and push them and say, like, hey, we got you. You know, we're ready. And when we do get the World Cup here, and was it 20, 28, 26? I think it was twenty twenty six. Well, yeah, twenty, yeah, twenty six to twenty eight. The kind of every four years, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it staggers from the uh, yeah. Olympics. Okay, so yes, uh, so it should be. Hopefully, you know, by the time we get to come here, we know we have a good support system behind them. We'll be able to make uh, some some noise in the World Cup. Yeah, big yeah. time, big time. But uh, let's say getting into our um, our topics for today, man. The line between love and sports. Um, we have some things going on as far as trading in the NBA. Yeah, you know. You got uh, the biggest thing that everybody knows about right now is Kawhi Leonard. Of course, he's not the first person to ever do this. He's never been, you know, first to demand a trade. But, you know, he does have some, some some kind of leverage. And I just want to, you know, discuss that right now as far as the players that are demanding these trades. Is it helping the NBA? Is it helping them? Like, what are the effect is it having on the sport? Um, I'll first of all say that I think the impact that um, is having on the NBA as opposed to other professional sports. Uh, I'm going to use the the phrase, uh, it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that phrase is, you know, a lot of people know what it means, but just to kind of put it in the NBA context is the players run the association. Yeah. You know, whereas in the NFL, the owners run the association. MLB – you know, the owners and the fans run the MLB. You know what I'm saying? Like the NBA is, is it's a it's a players organization. Yeah. So their contracts are player friendly. Uh the rules that they have are pretty pre- uh player friendly. Now they are. Yeah. yeah. So um so yeah, a guy like Kawhi Leonard can stand up to his team and, and demand a trade, just like uh Kyrie Irving did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like we said, you know, us being in our 30s, guys demanding trade, it's, it's, it's not really new because Jordan did it at one point. Kobe did it at one point. Uh, I'm pretty sure Shaq told the Lakers he wanted yeah, to leave and point, he went yeah. to Miami. Um, so it's, it, it isn't new. But, of course, Kobe and Jordan stayed. Yeah. Even though they did demand a trade, you know, they didn't go. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little different for people our age to see these guys and they kind of want to call it weak. They want to label them as soft and stuff like that. Oh, you know, a lot of people call LeBron James soft. I've called him soft before. And I think it's just a different mindset of we are not going to be um, anywhere we don't want to be just because we signed a contract. We ain't gonna stay here if we don't if we don't feel like it. Yeah. We can force our way out of here, and that's what we're gonna do. And it's just different for the people that that's our age and older. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a different mindset, it's a different day and age. So I'm not gonna call it bad. I'm not gonna call it good. Okay. I'm just gonna call it different. It's yeah. new. It's different. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the old school, old-minded people, they are probably against it. Like, man, shut up and play. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. in a you in a good situation, you would pop. 
Why you want to leave Pop? You know what I'm saying? But if it's not in his heart to play, I don't already won y'all championship. Yeah. I don't already ascended to this status that there's not too many players in the NBA are at this status. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't like the way they handle my injury. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I want to go back home to L.A. I miss the streets of L.A. I miss the palm trees. I miss the beach. I miss the breeze. I ain't playing for y'all. <laughs> so that's what it is, man. So so tell me how you feel about it. But I think you bring up some great points, man. Um, as far as how I feel about it, I think like the players are actually starting to take more control of their own destiny. They're starting to feel like that they can control what they want to do in life and to think about them more than anything. Yeah. You know, of course, you know, KD didn't get traded, but it was just more that he thought about himself. LeBron thought about himself. Yeah. You know, um, in some way, I think Kobe and Jordan, they probably think about themselves too. They wanted to win, they wanted mm-hmm. to get out, but they were in fortunate situations to where the organization helped them. Yeah. But now, like you said, we bring up Kyrie and we bring up Kawhi. Well, these guys have won championships for the organization. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They've been MVPs of certain things. And uh, so now it's kind of like, I want to move on, yeah. make it happen. You know, and I feel like they is it. I feel like it's a great situation for them because of the power. Just like so, like in the normal world, we call it. You know, when we work. They always tell us when you're in your career, you should only work there maybe four to five years. Yeah, and you should be trying to advance or move around or do something. And I think these guys are taking on that same mentality. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I'm saying, okay, I've been giving, been here five years. I'm giving you this, my all. Like I want something different now. I'm glad you brought that up. And too. yeah, so I feel like they, and I feel like that's not like. I don't feel like that, that's not a bad thing for them to do that because we do it. If we want to be better in life, if we want to evolve, we have to move around. You got to change your scenery. You know, a lot of times they always say if you become the smartest person in the room or something like that, you need, you need to change your mood. Change, yeah, change your room, change your people, change people around you. So a lot of times these players might feel like, hey, I'm the best on this team. I need to do something different. You know, I want to try something different. Now, granted, they are under contract, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I think that's where like, the dilemma comes from. Is now it's like, so like the Spurs are telling Kawhi, like, okay, we're not going to deal you to the West. We're not doing that. You know, we're not going to give you what you want. We'll tell you, we'll trade you. We're not going to mm-hmm. give you exactly what you want. Yeah, you know, I think, it, so I think that's like the downfall of it. You know, make you happy. exactly. Yeah. Um, he could wait it out though. You know what I mean? The whole another what year? He could, yeah, yeah, I, another. I, he could yeah. wait another year and play, and then exactly after that, he can decide for wherever he wants to go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like just them wanting to demand a trade now is kind of like it puts the ball in their court. You know, because it's about their happiness. But at the same time, the owners, the managers, they still have that say so of where right. they're going to go, you know? So we might see Kawhi end up somewhere like in Milwaukee or some shit next year, but we never know. Yeah. I you mean, know, I hope he doesn't. I hope he gets what he wants. I think he deserves it, but it's like, what do you do with these players who don't deserve it? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'll, I'll who, hasn't been doing, who hasn't been doing anything? These players who just sit on the bench, they want something to trade. For instance, we got, um, dang, I can't believe I forgot his name. Came from Duke. I'm a Duke fan. I can't remember his name. Played for the Sixers. Um, How recent? You're not talking about Reddick, no. No, no, no. Right. Recently, he just MB took his part. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Okafor. God, I can't remember the guy's name. But Okafor, man. So, like, Okafor is a prime example. He wanted to be demanded to trade, and he didn't get no playing time. And you saw what kind of respect he got. So, what'd you think? Um, And I'm going to speak to uh, something that you said uh, about guys, you know, putting their their destiny in their own hands. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to kind of tie back to, to the NFL, give an example. Um, in the NFL, when, when the guys don't like their surroundings or they don't like their contracts, their only course of action is to hold out. Hold out. Okay. 
And it worked until the MNFL got together and changed some, you know, com- collective bargaining agreements and said, if you hold out and miss 10 games, that season doesn't even count. Right. And you don't even get paid for it. Mm-mm, that yeah, season doesn't even count. That it, doesn't yeah. count against your contract. Don't you owe money too? Um, well, you're going to be missing money. You may owe them a little bit too. Okay. I'm not okay. totally sure. Yeah. But if you hold out for longer than 10 games, that season doesn't even count. Yeah. So, um, Shout out to the NBA for allowing the players to have leverage. Uh, secondly, uh, with Jaleel Okafor, he didn't – he was good. Yeah. And he was valuable to other teams, but with the Brian Colangelo situation, yeah. uh, leaking medical information and things like that, they did a smear campaign on Jaleel Okafor to where they made him toxic. Same thing with Nerlens Noel. I mean, when and he ended like, up in yeah. Dallas, yeah. Um, he didn't like it in Dallas. He wanted to leave. He couldn't really leave. You know, Carlisle came out and, and basically called him lazy and dumb. He can't pick up my offense. He isn't working hard. Mm. So he had some type of just random surgery, so he would have to miss the season, you know. And his NBA career could effectively be done, just like Okafor. Like, we may never really hear about them in any form of relevance again. Yeah. Uh so it's a slippery slope with that. Everybody can't do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't uh throw their weight around like that. They tried to call over for lazy too, right? Yeah. See, and they tried to spill that same thing about uh that's a good point you said. They, said it. they tried to kind of like bash Kawhi a little bit too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like you say, since he has that clout behind him, mm-hmm. you know, I've carried this team. We've had championships. I have an MVP for you, you know, finals MVP for you. So you can't really bash me like my hard work. Like you said, then that's a good point you say. Okafor, what did he do? What did he yeah. bring up? You know, I mean, you 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 just, I mean, you just not that dude like that yeah. to be trying to make demands like yeah. who are you? You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's 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 two sides to it. Like from a player standpoint, I get it. You know, from a fan standpoint, and from a spectator, you know, I would rather see you kind of grind it out. But you also brought up a good point that nobody really talks about in, you know, the regular world, like you and I, what we work in, um, you lose a lot of potential earnings by staying with a company for a long time. You know, longevity within an organization will effectively lose you money in the long run as opposed to the person who's working somewhere for two three, four years, and then they're moving on to the next opportunity. And for the people who have worked at the same organization for a long time, they've probably seen people come in with less experience than them Mm -hmm. at a higher pay rate. That's a great point. You know, so uh, don't be afraid to throw your weight around. If you can, you know, it may backfire on you, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good message. My message is always say, if you have opportunity, man, take it. Mm-hmm. I have to learn that too myself. You know what I mean? Don't be scared and like take a lot of time. Think what these guys are doing in the NBA now. They're not scared anymore. Yeah, they're not scared to speak up and say like what they want. And I want to out of here. I want to go here. I want to do that because they don't care about what the public thinks or yeah, yeah, anything else. You yeah. know what I mean? So I and think, that's big. You think we kind of get like that in our own job? You and the public is on their side too. We, we yeah. on the player side for the most part. Yeah. Now, yeah. before you know, what I'm saying if you was a fan of somebody or they might bash mm-hmm. them. You see the whole. I mean, LeBron was a. a he didn't get traded, but you know the whole burning of his jersey just because he well, left. Yeah, I mean, but like that. Le- LeBron I mean? is polarizing. I mean, he he got so good to where 
he has just as many haters as he has fans. Yeah. Jordan was like that too. It just wasn't on social media. Yeah. There's a lot of people that hate Jordan. They oh, hate yeah. him right now. That's a lot of LeBron fans that are old because they hated Jordan when they were young. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, you uh, it, it just comes with the territory right. of greatness. So I hope yeah. we get some some love and some hate, you yeah. know. So but uh you you want to keep it moving or yeah, you, yeah. yeah, definitely, most definitely. So just moving on to our my next topic. You know, we uh we saw Puma. <laughs> pick up some great players in the um in a draft. They got the first, the number one, number one pick, number two pick, and they also got a, a another pick, a lottery pick later on down on, in yes, the sir. draft. Yes, sir. Shout to out. sign with them. Now we don't know how much they signed for, but it had to be a hefty amount for these for these guys to it, overlook it, right. Nike and overlook Adidas and the other places. So I guess our question is going to be like, so what do you think these brands are doing now to lure these kids? Because, I mean, it's their kids, in a sense, yeah. to come to their brand. And what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to deflect to you first because I want to hear what you have to say about it. Okay. So, what I'm thinking is, is, like, I feel like everybody is, like, thinking from the mind frame of it's enough money out there for everybody. Yeah. You know, why does Nike have to dominate sporting and all these endorsements? These are the same thing. And Puma was just like, hey, we just going to be – okay, let me just back up a little bit because I'm pretty sure thinking that, like, Nike, they're not going to throw you the biggest dollar amount. They don't have to. No, you know what I'm saying. Coming, yeah. out, I might throw you like five million. Like I'm Nike. Like, and, and I think they did KD like that. Yeah. I think uh, somebody offered KD in a crazy amount of money. Mm-hmm. I think it was Adidas. Yeah, what? Adidas did. And Nike didn't offer him as much as Adidas, but they also said, "Hey, but we are Nike." Yeah, he was like, "All right, cool." See, and, and I think Nike's okay with getting you the second time around. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So they was like, so, and the Pumas came out and was like, "Hey, Bagley, come holler at us. We just signed Jay Z as our president." Like, come rock with us and we'll give you this amount of money. Like, it's it's probably, I think it's probably in the $10, 15000000 million range to do, you know, to have them wear their shoes. Now, where I'm going to go with it now is that I, I definitely don't think Puma has any good basketball shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will. I don't think they even had a technology for a good basketball shoe. Have I mean, you seen what they look like? Even if it's ugly. Have now, you seen what the shoe looks like? I haven't seen what the shoe looks like. I'm pull it up. I'm pull it up. But even if the shoe, you know, it's, it's probably hideous. But even if it has the best technology, it doesn't amount to what Nike probably can do. But what I think that they're doing is they're coming from a standpoint of a, the appeal. I can appeal to your lifestyle. You know, these kids are the more or less like the, the hip hop ish street type uh, players. So it's like, come come with us and come wear our shoe, but don't worry about the basketball shoe. We're going to support your lifestyle. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you these clothes. I'm going to give you these, all, these, these street shoes you can wear. You're going to build your brand that way. And I think that's how, that thing is how Puma hit the home run with these kids now right to get their names back into the mix with everything right and um adidas had a did a is a great example of that because they did a great job of bringing some players in because they appeal to the lifestyle yeah you know and, and, and you see how they sign uh celebrities of course they got kanye, kanye they uh, got uh well, james harden they got other rappers push uh, t, push t and audio uh, so i think that's these brands are doing a great job of that and i think nike's even jumping on board by getting these fashion designers yeah. to collab with them but they're a little late because yeah. Pharrell. I mean, yeah. I think the, the the Pharrells and the Kanyes are, are especially the uh, Pharrell NMDs. I mean, I, I can't get a pair because they sell out so fast, and then yeah. they, they resell for like thousands of dollars. But I would love yeah. a pair of them NMDs. But so, but Nike. Uh, so you see, Nike's even trying to go that same route too. Right. Uh, what you th- what you think though? Um, now I'm going to go in a totally different direction. <laughs> That's why I wanted you to go first because. Me personally, I know Puma's not offering them the Nike money. Oh no, the Adidas money. 
But Puma has two things in their stable that these other shoe companies don't have. Mm-hmm. That's Rihanna and that's Kylie Jenner. Yeah. And if I'm 19 or 20, I want to be a part of that Rihanna Kylie Jenner fan base. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I want to tap it. And yes, I use that word uh, on purpose. Yeah, I definitely want to tap into that market. Okay, <laughs> so so uh, I think that's how they did it. Because and then of course Jay Z, Jay Z. But I mean, Jay Z's going to surround himself with you know basketball players anyway. Yeah, you know uh, he's a, he's a big big LeBron James uh, confidant, and like Marvin Bagley for example, um, the rumor is. Nike got him and his family out the hood, yeah. you know, through AAU. I definitely believe that. And sponsorships yeah. and things like that. So I think it was more to it than just basketball shoes, clothes, and money. I think it's the allure of being able to be in the same spots yeah. as the Rihannas, the Kylie Jenners, and their fans okay. and who they cater to because – Rihanna and Kylie Jenner, not only do they have like signature Puma shoes and, and signature lines, yeah. they also have signature makeup lines. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Puma and Kylie Jenner, they got the they got the young women, you know, that, that demographic, that young, you know, um, makeup game and all that. They got that on lock. That's yeah. that's all them. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm, you know, Bagley or Zaire Smith or Aiden, you know, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. And if I'm pitching it to them, I'm pitching that. You know what I'm saying? I'm letting them know, like, hey, man, you know, we're going to put you in, we're going to put you around some beautiful women, basically. You know what I'm saying? And as funny as it sounds, I think that had a little bit to do with it, too. Because if it was just about basketball and money, then they would have went with Nike. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nike is king in terms of basketball. Like global marketing, soccer, and things like that. Then you get into Adidas, you get into Puma. Um, but basketball is Nike. Puma's already failed at basketball with Vince Carter. A yeah. lot of people don't know. That. Yeah, yeah, he so, owes owe that money. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point, man. Like I, I definitely can see that from that standpoint. As far as um, Puma bringing in these kids and they're giving them, they're actually seen as individuals. Yeah, within that brand. You know what I'm saying? So, for example, had they gone to Nike. They're going to be lumped in with a bunch of other players that wear Nike. Right. And you will never even know that, oh, you're not going to walk in with like, oh, those are baggy shoes. But rather than him walking in the store and you see baggy shoes on the Puma, you're going to know that that's his shoe. Right. Regardless of how ugly it is or whatever. But you know what I mean? You're going to you're gonna associate his name more than what it is with just the, with the brand. And I think that's a, that's a good angle. That's a good point you brought up, man. Of course. Like, I, I, I truly believe that that has something to do with it. Okay, I just found a picture of the shoe right here. So what you think about this shoe? They like some Air Force Ones almost mixed with some uh with some uh Rochers. Uh or either some 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 Yeezys almost, the top Yeezy. I mean, just from this this profile view that we have and you know, you guys may be able to look these shoes up yourself. I mean, the colorway is funny. I think it's just for this purpose of I had seen those. I thought they were just like playing around. And no, it was a real it. shoe. I don't like the sole. That's what I'm saying. It's thick like an Air Force One yeah, sole. Yeah, it's flat. Like yeah. it, it doesn't offer uh much art support. Like 
I I don't see myself wanting to hoop in these. And then, okay, yeah. So you weren't hooping those, but you would you wear them with like some skinny jeans or something though. You can see some kids doing that, right? If they could find a way to do something with the Puma logo, mm-hmm. I think you know, I think that's what make Nike so much better than everybody else. It's the, it's logo. the swoosh. The swoosh is just so. <laughs> it's just something about that swoosh, man. It could be big. It could right. be small. You know, they could just. You know, like on the Air Force One, they could just throw it on the sole real, real cool, and it don't even have to be anywhere else on the shoe. Like with what Nike has done with the swoosh, it is it changed the logo game. Yeah, I mean this Puma logo is big. Like you can't make this logo small and discreet, or can't make this logo fashionable. It's too big. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I will say, well, we got to remember that like, a lot of these the kids, you know what I mean? They might flock to it a whole totally different way than you know how we see it. And uh, I definitely see some kids working in the education field. I definitely see some kids wearing these, and in price point too. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm big. saying. That's yeah, big. I mean, definitely trying to wear those, and you know. And then, what if, what if Bagley or Aiden, what if one of them are, are rookie of the year? You know what I'm saying? That that helps a lot. That both I mean, for the brand. Yeah. Imagine uh, Ben Simmons. I don't know who Ben Simmons signed a shoe deal with. If he signed a shoe deal at all, uh, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. Uh, who he who he's with, um, Cal Kuzma. Mm-hmm. I mean, he to me those are the, and I throw in Tatum too. Yeah. Uh, so those are the four top rookies to me. Yeah. You know, and the only rookie that we know signed a shoe deal was Lonzo Ball from last year. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, what is you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's a good point. So that's big. Yeah. I think Dennis Smith Jr. is with Under Armour now. But I think that kind of came yeah. after his first year. I don't. But I don't, either way it go though, it's like Puma. Their name is out there, yeah. regardless of if it's good, bad, or whatever. It's like they get some type of publicity, like Easy E say. And we can make you a shoe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Dennis Smith Junior. don't have a Dennis Smith Junior. Under Armour shoe yet. Yeah. He just a part of the brand. Right. Uh, whoever signed with Nike, whoever signed with Adidas, they don't have a shoe yet, but yeah. they are part of the brand. You get the free stuff. You get to take the pictures. Yeah. But. I mean, Aiden, Bagley, Zaire Smith, they could very well have their own shoe, you know, day one yeah. of the NBA. And that's that's good. That's big. I mean, as a kid, I remember I used to, like, draw out shoes. Like, man, it's going to be my shoe, you know what I'm saying, when I'm making yeah, you know so this, so, this is more about them being able to express themselves, too. Because, like I said, and Yeezy says that all the time, Nike didn't give him that much creative, Yeah, you know what I mean, the most, most creative Territory in a sense or space. Yeah, they they let them create. Yeah, and I think that I believe that. I believe yeah, it I believe it too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think I think Puma might actually, like you said, pull them in and say, "Hey, how do you want your shoe to look? Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's let's go with it that way, and let's make it rock." And then, so I definitely think that that's a that's a way that they're breaking into the market, also. Yeah, that's especially with Jay Z there. Yeah, um, I think them hiring Jay Z is a commitment to the brand. You know what I'm saying? Like we're me personally, I don't think they're done. I think they will have to um they're gonna have to align themselves with some stars that are men yeah. in the in you know in hip hop and movies and entertainment and things like that because they doing good. I seen they had Selena Gomez, she's big. Oh just gonna say, yeah, just so y'all know yeah. out there, Puma's been they they brought I mean, in, they got Usain Bolt. They brought in three billion last year. They are doing yeah. okay. Yeah. They, they brought I mean? in Usain Bolt. Uh, they're real big in soccer. They're yeah. real big globally. Yeah. It's a German brand. You know, a lot of people don't know that uh, Puma and Adidas mm-hmm. were started by two brothers. It was yeah. two brothers. They started with Adidas. 
way, way, way back in the day. Like, like 20s and like that? Yeah, yeah, I think like, and they split after World War II. I think since they were German, I think they had different views mm-hmm. about what was going on in World War II, and it caused them to split, and one brother decided he's going to make Puma. Yeah. So um, it's a foreign brand, and the global potential is there. I hope they make great looking shoes that that people want to buy. Uh, I can't necessarily say that uh, my son will be coming down in Puma, <laughs> okay? But uh, maybe you never know. I mean, if they seventy dollars and they and they straight, then you know, yeah, I might throw them out there and get them Pumas on, boy. Good Stop angst, talking to me. Some good angst support. Yeah, you, you, why, get your ass out there. Yeah, them high ass hundred sixty dollar Lebrons. He almost wear adult shoes, so yeah, uh, he might be in the Air Bagley twos. You never know. Right. So, um, <laughs> but. I think it's a good move. I, I hope it. I hope it works out because Vince Carter he did try and go with Puma, mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't work. Yeah. So that also may help their success this time around. You know. Yeah, they learn from it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, man. So uh, we want to our last topic. You know. Yeah, a little more serious. Yeah. So we have a few players that's been uh, specifically to the NFL, <laughs> been in the NFL. I'm not. I'm sorry. Been in the news. Um. Doing like criminal activities, man. It's like just <laughs> crazy stuff, you know, crazy things happening around them. Put it like that, and so I guess our topic is going to be geared toward like how is this impacting or making people view these players or the NFL in a sense or just sports. Period. How's how do you view sports when you see players getting in trouble to this magnitude? How did you take that one first? Okay. Um. Uh, man. So uh, it, it it seems like. This happens in the NFL more than any other sport. Yeah. First of all, I will say that uh, I like I like football, but it, it seems like it happens with the NFL more than basketball, uh, and maybe it's because the NFL have so many players on their rosters too. I mean, they have fifty three <laughs> active players, yeah. So that that's probably uh, has a lot to do with it too. Um, but it, it's it's like a black eye, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it really. It, it just gives people that, that hate it so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The stigma behind these NFL players are dumb jocks. And, I mean, we talking about NFL. I don't know if you read up on what happened, uh, what's continuing to happen with Baylor uh, from, you know, their situation a few years ago. Yeah, uh, That's a totally, totally different topic that we could probably talk about on its own. But uh, it's just football, man. They have this negative perception that they're dumb, aggressive jocks. Right. And when things like this happen with Janoris Jenkins, even though um, he wasn't involved in it, you know, it's just so close to home. Your brother's charged with aggravated manslaughter, uh, potentially killing somebody in your home, you know, allegedly killing somebody in your home. He was on the same team with Aaron Hernandez in college. We seen the Aaron Hernandez story unfold. Um, Another player that was on a team in college, Percy Harvin, he almost injured a teammate before the Super Bowl because yeah. he beat him up so he, bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he had a reputation for not fighting, but really whooping his teammates' ass, like really beating them up very bad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like where people did not want him in their locker room because they was like, you know, he will mess around and really beat you up in here. You know, so – uh, it it just removes all credibility, and it just gives people so much fuel to talk bad 
mm-hmm. about the NFL, mm-hmm. specifically football. Yep. Uh, but one of my friends that played, uh, he played in college and he played uh, arena. He said that you have to be a little crazy to play football. Like, yeah. because he said you're essentially running into a brick wall every play. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it's like, you know, tackling somebody or you're a running back, you know, or you're an offensive lineman, you know, banging heads every play. Like, you got to be a little crazy to play football at that level. Um, so I'm not trying to give him a pass, but I mean, these dudes really like banging their head over yeah. and over and over and over. So they're a little off. Yeah. Uh, but what'd you say about all that? Man, I just kind of just pick up from where you where you stopped at, man. I think like there's definitely like some research that needs to be done about these players and their aggression. Especially when it comes to NFL. Hockey too. Hockey has a kind of rotation oh, yeah, yeah, of the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Um, like you said, you have to be angry to play this sport. Mm-hmm. And I think it really does affect their normal life. Like as far as you know what I'm saying, like their brain, the brain makeup. I don't know, it could be concussions, it could be anything, but something is triggering them to where they can't distinguish the field from real life. Yeah, they, this thing has happened. You know, um, I hate that it happens, man. Like, I think it, it sucks. It, it's, it's stupid. But then it, like, I think it's, and it puts, I think it almost takes us backwards, man. We're trying to, you have people in the NFL that's trying to promote change <laughs> within the world. And you know what I mean? They're trying to fight for justice and stuff right. like that. And you got players who go out and do stuff like this. And right. it's kind of like, I don't, I'm not saying that these players speak for all, all players are all black players. Let's be more specific about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they speak for all black players, but that's definitely what happens, though. We get lumped into the same group. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Sure. So you get Jameis Winston, Winston, who had sexually abused somebody? That, I mean, yeah. That's what he's been accused uh, of. Assault. Yeah, uh, sexual assault. Grope, groping a woman. See, you know you what I'm saying? And then, so now it's like all black men do it. And, right. and, and, and he's actually, when you when James Winston talks, he's very educated. Like when he talks, he has, you know what I mean? He has good, uh, he's very articulate. Mm-hmm. He knows how to carry himself. He knows how to, you know, give you a good speech and all that thing. He's very good at that. So it's almost like all oh, that's for nothing. So it's like, you know, when you're trying to do these things, it's kind of like, so now you're messing up where we're actually the bigger picture of everything. You know, how can we make change when these players are doing these stupid things? And that's pretty much like my, my standpoint from, it. you know, I don't have a whole lot to say, but it's just, it kind of irritates me. Because these dudes, um, you get paid this money to perform, yeah. do the things, and it's like, how can you not stay out of trouble? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think, you know, just going back, like I was, I was a fan of Pac-Man Jones, <laughs> and I was like, dude, how do you always get in trouble? You right. had to have a, a fucking a, an adult babysitter. And you know who had one? Des Bryant. Des Bryant. And it's a, like, come on, man. He had, like, come on, like you at some point, like. You gotta be able to wake up and be like, man, like I'm killing myself, and you know, what I mean, but I'm also hurting the brand of right. my sport, of my sport and my profession, the people that come after me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I agree with you, man, and I, I really, really, really hate that that it gives people fuel to speak negatively yeah. about you know, this organization that for the most part is overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of course, they're going to talk about the Jameis Winston situation. Of course, they're going to talk about the Janoris Jenkins situation. They're going to talk about uh, this story that broke uh, from Baylor uh, yesterday. Um, but I also seen that um, Josh Norman and another player for the Saints, they had flew into San Antonio uh-huh. at like, you know, Two, three, four in the morning, 
they go to a Walmart and they just load up on toys, books, supplies, backpacks to take it to kids that are at these um, camps, you know, that are separated from their families, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, at these border towns in yeah. El Paso and things like that. So that's a story that probably should be broadcasted that, yeah. nationally. Most definitely. Most but of definitely. course, they're going to focus on the negative, Yeah, you know, controversy sales. So controversy they're going to focus sales. on James Winston being suspended um, when he wasn't, it was three people in that car with an Uber driver. Yeah. Okay. And one of the guys that was in the car, he said him and James was in the backseat. So we couldn't have touched anybody. I mean, of course you can, but he was in the backseat with me. We didn't do anything. There was another guy in the front seat that they didn't really mention his name. One, because he wasn't in the NFL. And two, because he went to jail for rape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so when they put these things out here, Jameis Winston is being suspended three games for a 2016 incident where he allegedly groped a Uber driver. I think it was proven that it wasn't him that did it. He was just in a car when it happened. Yeah. And he's being suspended because he didn't self-report in time. But when they make these articles, they don't say it that way. Yeah, of course they don't leave that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, they, they just they leave it up to the public to decide and convict this person of these wrongdoings when they didn't do it. When the story about Janoris Jenkins uh, having a dead body found at his mansion, it said dead body found in the basement of Janoris Jenkins' home. Yeah. They didn't say uh, Janoris Jenkins hadn't been there in like three weeks. You got to actually open it up. Yeah, to you got to read it. But I mean, you know, they're yeah. going to make this article in a way to where it's like, uh, if I see the headline and I skim through it, then I could go ahead and formulate this idea in my mind that this dude is a typical thug with a million dollars because he plays a sport. Yeah. You know, so you you got anything else to add to it, weigh in? Uh I think you hit the you had a uh, hit the nail in the head, man. It's uh Well take us home then, bro. It's just so much, man. Like I said, I wish these players would think before they act on certain things. And some things yeah, it out is out of their control, like you yeah. said, but you know, a lot of times too, it's about who you hang around with. Yeah, I think that's the, I think that's a bigger message. You know, what I mean, get get your group on the same level where you are. If they aren't thinking the same way you are, if they don't have your best intentions in mind, or they don't share the same goals you have. Move around. You know what I'm saying? I know Janoris Jenkins. That was his brother that was there, but it was like at the same time. You know your brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And or James Winston. You know the guys you riding with in the Uber. You know these yeah. type of wild dudes they are. Especially if they got his money involved, his liquor involved. It's like. They think like they they feel invincible, you know, and they're not even you, but they they're the ones who feel invincible. Yeah. So, like I said, man, just be be aware of the company that you that you have around you, and uh, make sure they have the same goals you have, and you know, kind of do it that way, man. And and that's not just talking to a professional athletes. That's everybody. That's everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. Yep. You, you, I, I I agree with you. I, I tell uh, young young men that mm-hmm. I talk to that I know that are getting ready to go into college. I tell them. Uh, and this is a shout out to all my friends that are listening. Um, the best decision I made uh, after I left high school are the people I surrounded myself with. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? They kept me afloat. They yeah. motivated me to uh, continue to do better they pushed you. because yeah. they were doing better. Yeah. And it was like, you know, uh, me having pride, I wasn't going to allow myself to not grow when they grew. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, exact same way. So that that's big, man. Uh, I'm glad you said that because it's, it's. I hope the people that do listen to this all the way through that if if you don't get anything else, I, that's one thing that I I'm a big, 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 big supporter of. Most definitely. All right, man. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and close it out. Again, you know, thank you for listening. This is episode 12. 12, man. We're trying to keep it pushing. You know, if we can get to an episode 1,000, we're going to be there. Yeah, we're we going to keep know? it going as long as it can go. So, right. uh, again, always, man, uh, listen to it, share, support, uh, subscribe. Yeah. Man, we, we love the feedback that we get, uh, yeah, positive, negative. Yeah. Uh, and we're working. We're taking things into consideration as well. Uh, we hear you when you guys ask us for things and, and we're trying to make it better and involve everyone so it can grow. Yep. All right, man. Thank you. All right, see y'all next time.